You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. There are other options. You're going to be okay. And ask yourself, is the thing that you're doing now working? Because if it's not, then what would happen if you trusted your own ideas the same way that you trust whatever bullshit it is that you keep doubling down on, even though it's not working for you? Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it's amazing to see you here where you are challenged to examine your beliefs, question your predisposed notions, and consider realities you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here to get the dialogue going. Hello, everybody, every person, everybody reading or listening. So excited that you're here. And I'm really excited for another conversation where we get to really dig into the reconsidering of your normal and how there are just these things that come up of the rules around business and how things have to be done and what's normal and how it's all a lie. So I'm super excited to get into that. And before that, I want to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the stolen land of the Susquehannock. Piscataway, Nantigo people, native to this area known as Maryland. So the episode today, it is myself and someone that was introduced to me by a shared business contact. And I'm not even gonna say business contact. This is this is a peer. This is somebody that awesome human, love them, they're awesome. And this is why I really appreciate having amazing people around because they're like, hey, I know somebody amazing. You need to know them. And Brooke Monahan was introduced to me in exactly that type of a way. And it was all completely accurate. Like we had an amazing conversation and I've just been really excited to continue learning more about the way that she shows up, the way that she is completely like, I don't care what they tell you about these rules. I'm going to let you know this is not how this has to go. And I'm absolutely fully here for all of that. So Brooke Monahan is a consultant, mentor, and podcaster who helps entrepreneurs and leaders bring their greatest gifts to the world, align with their values, and honor the lifestyle that they desire. Her work focuses on helping business owners and team leaders unlearn the conditioning that has them ditching their instincts, intuition, and integrity in favor of doing business the quote-unquote right way and to build the foundations of a sustainable values-aligned business. You know how we feel about being values-aligned. That values-alignment piece is so 
underrated. And for years, there's been so much talk around business having to be completely separate from values. And that's not actually accurate. And it absolutely is not of service to those of us that are in business in any way, shape or, shape or form, even as the consumer. And being able to really dig deep with that has been something that, you know, the community does it so much and so effortlessly. And having those conversations that seem like values have nothing to do with it, but yet you recognize like, oh, there's values again there. There's values again there. Oh, there's values again there. It's such the underpinning of all the things. And being able to have actions and conversations and workshops and all the things, being able to really just highlight that on a daily basis, day in and day out, like it's just more reason why the community is amazing. So you'll be able to really witness from the conversation that we're having today that this is just an extension of what India and I do um, as facilitators of Pause on the Play the Community, because yes, it is our community, but I'll be honest, it's really about the members. Um, today's a great example of that. And if you want to continue the conversation um, around what we're having today, please know that you can become a member whenever you want to. You can come on over to pauseonaplay.com forward slash community. You can join today and you can continue the conversation just like Brooke and I am having today. And you can bring in your thoughts on it and weigh in and keep the dialogue going. So now let's go ahead, get into it. Hello, Brooke. I am so excited to have you here as a guest today. How are you? I am great. I am so honored to be here and really appreciative of you for sharing this platform with me. So thank you so much. I'm very excited. I absolutely love being able to, everyone knows that I love great conversation and being able to have this conversation and to share it with everyone that is uh, listening to the podcast or reading our show notes um, with the article that is letting them know what it is is happening here or both. I'm just really glad that we are bringing this conversation up. And I think that it makes perfect sense. We've talked so much recently about reconsider your normal. And I think it's very accurate here to bring it up. So mm. I would love to begin with you sharing what your thoughts are on the concept of reconsider your normal. Yeah. So I have so many thoughts and it's a good thing that we're here <laughs> having this whole conversation because I'm like, where do I start? But I think the thing that is most present, and I was thinking about this this morning, the thing that it, that comes up over and over and over again for me in terms of like what reconsidering my normal means and what I see for so many people that I work with too is constantly interrogating what I take to be quote unquote good or quote unquote right in mm -hmm. the way that I live my life or the way that I run my business. Um, you know, I, I think that those of us who want to see change often have these ideas for, oh, I really want to do it that way, or I really want to do that thing. And it's so easy to talk yourself out of it because of these narratives of, well, that's not the right thing to do, or that that wouldn't be a good thing to do. And having to ask myself 
all the time, like constantly. Like, where did that come from? Like, is that really mine? Or did someone put that on me somewhere along the line? And it's not actually in line with like what I truly believe. And so I think that for me, reconsidering my normal, it's it's always about that, like, what was I brought up with? What did I just always take for granted? What did I think was the way things were quote unquote supposed to be? And is that really true? You know, and, and challenging that. I love the fact that you brought up something that once you recognize it, you can't like shut it off, but <laughs> it's, you don't always recognize it right away. And it's really that questioning of, is this mine or who gave this to me? Because yeah. I remember kind of when that type of concept was initially given to me when it stuck, it was that thought of like, is is that thought that you're having run loops in your head, is that in your voice or is it in someone else's voice? Yes. And something about that, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know whose this is, but I know it's not mine. And being able to differentiate that is something that I find to be really powerful. Um, I remember years ago when I initially read the book, The Untethered Soul mm. by Michael A. Singer and really being able to pay attention to the fact that a lot of the loops and the dialogue that we hear on a day-to-day basis in our own heads isn't really ours. It's kind of the, the, the witnessing of what's happening, but we don't need to narrate what we're witnessing, what we're experiencing, what we're feeling. And yet we tend to assume that what we are hearing is 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 us. And it's like, it's not. And so when you're able to kind of create some distance there, then you're really able to go in and, and sort through the crates, so to speak, of like, mm-hmm. what here is mine and what somehow that I adapt that came from somebody else into being mine, mm-hmm. but I don't have to do that. And I don't want to do it anymore. Right. Right. And that's like the crack in the door where like the light starts to come in and you're like, ooh, possibility. And then you walk through it and you're like, ooh, lots of discomfort. I don't yep. like it. <laughs> that part. Yes. It's very red pill, blue pill. Yeah. Like I thought that I was going to like, you know, see this new possibility for myself and I was going to walk through that door and everything was just going to be like amazing on the other side. And oh, how quickly do you kind of get to that? Do, Do you walk through that door and find yourself like, wait, but it was comfortable before. I didn't like it, but I was at least used to it. <laughs> it right. And the interesting part about that is I think that it happens in all aspects of our lives. Totally. And I think in, you know, at least in the past few years, we've been able to recognize that there's a lot of things in life that we're like, oh, this is weird. I don't know that I like this. Mm-hmm. And yet I feel like business is one of those things that, is trying so hard to hold on to this old shitty story Mm -hmm. of just, you know, this is how it has to go. This is how it needs to be. These Mm -hmm. old narratives are are dying very hard. And I think what success is in business is very often given to us as something that you receive once you have sacrificed, you have decided my life, who needs a life? I don't need that. And I'm wondering how you think this misconception um, showed up and prompted you to do things differently for yourself and your clients. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I come from a family that is 
I come from a fishing family. So a family of manual laborers. <laughs> and it is all about, you know, you get up at four o'clock in the morning and you work and you work hard and probably you're going to be destroying your body. And that is what you do. And when I started doing work that was that was, you know, I left the retail world and started doing work that existed a bit more, I guess, in my mind, (laughs) problem solving work and that kind of work. It was very challenging for me to reconcile, like, is this okay? Am I allowed to do this? Am I allowed to be supporting myself and not be miserable? Is this safe? You know, uh, like, and so for me, um, when I first started my business, there was this huge uh, moment that I, it wasn't a moment, <laughs> let's be real, <laughs> many, many months, many years, <laughs> I'm still in it, of, of kind of looking at what did I start this business for and what do I want my life to look like and what do I want my business to look like? Mm-hmm. And knowing that that's going to require me to let go of that self-sacrifice narrative. Like what I want doesn't is not about sacrificing enough. And so I'm going to have to let go of that. And and when I started to interrogate that, it just opened up so many things that I had to confront that I wasn't ready to confront and led me into the work that I do now, which is kind of helping other people navigate that as well. It's not going to be the same story as mine, obviously. It's different for every person. But what I will say is that like what I what I realized was when I stopped resisting what felt, what lit me up. When I stopped resisting what felt a little bit easier, when I stopped resisting what my integrity was saying to do or what that little whispery voice was saying to do, um, I realized that things actually worked a lot better. And, you know, that doesn't go in line with the self-sacrifice narrative. That is that is not at all um, what I was taught things were supposed to be like when I was in business school. And so slowly leaning more and more into that in a way that I guess was <laughs> – I had to honor my own process too, right? In a way that actually Mm -hmm. felt safe to me. Because I think the other thing that we need to remember is like in business, the unfortunate truth of it is that there is this element of, of instability and not feeling safe when you try new things because we are like our financial reality depends on some of the things that we do and try. And so it can feel really unsafe to try to kind of break the rules or do things differently or not sacrifice and trust that maybe things will still be okay, right? And so everyone's process looks different. And my pro- I, I had a long process that I had to go through. But I think that all of that informed what I do now. And what I know to be true now is that anytime that I'm thinking to myself like, oh, I just need to try harder or I took too much time off or I rested too much or that wasn't a good idea. I should have done things like the well-worn, you know, taken the well-worn path. Like I am always off track when I'm thinking those things. And that's, it's usually when I'm thinking those things that things actually are not working and I'm not getting the results that I want. But it's like this whole rewiring of the way that you think about things. So the interesting thing that I'm no, I'm kind of noticing a connection to um, when you talked before about coming from a fishing family is there is such a part of the narrative that really draws this correlation between it being hard mm-hmm. and that those that don't work physically hard mm-hmm. need to make it hard mm-hmm. when it comes to the amount of time that they're putting into it or some type of of 
sacrifice. Like you need to give something up Mm -hmm. to almost be worthy. And I mean, when I think about the work that I've done over the years, um, when you didn't somehow physically exert energy, Mm-hmm. There was usually something connotated to this that was like, oh, you, you didn't really work hard. You didn't do anything. Right. You didn't earn this. And it's like, right. so I need to physically hurt myself mm-hmm. in order to be worthy of, let's be honest, a low amount of money. Because very often that's the money that people are getting paid the least for. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like, huh? This doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, you know, like I've had to really be very aware of like when I have conversations with people in my family, um, you know, what I'm going to hear, what's going to be reflected back to me as the reality of the way that things are picking up on these connotations of, oh, well, that person's ripping people off because they're not working that hard and they're doing fine. But look at us, you know, and Mm -hmm. this badge of honor of long hours. It's really more about the long hours and the um, exertion than it is about anything else. And how that, like I was saying before, with reconsidering my normal, like how that kind of wormed its way into my subconscious like growing up as like the long hours is what is right that's how you earn an honest living right and what i realized as i moved through the world and and got more of a sense of who i was was like i don't like that though i don't want to live in that world i don't want an honest living to equate to people hurting themselves no to you know that's not what we want no. um and so you know needing to challenge that and and the and the funny thing too is like you know this like challenging that is actually the hardest work that you can do it's not hard in a physical way but it is so hard well and sometimes you almost feel a physical pull of like oh my gosh i didn't work hard did i earn this money oh my gosh am i getting over people maybe i should just then you get into like the what I call the itty bitty shitty committee in your head that's like, oh, you should charge more. You didn't actually have to do anything. You didn't have to work. All of the lies that come up as to why you need to receive less because you didn't physically give more. Right. And that to me, sadly, draws a very direct correlation to hustle culture, which is that place of like, you need to work hard, work more, give up more. You do, 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 push, 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 go, go, go. Yep. And it's the the, the full foundation for burnout and disenchantment with anything positive. It's the disenchantment of any hope, like, because you feel very disillusioned when you go through that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously everything that you are doing for yourself and your clients is about let's build something else. And so I'm curious what structures have you replaced that with and how have they been better? Yeah. I mean, I think that the biggest thing is like, <laughs> I mean, the simplest version of it is like learning to listen to yourself. You know, like if we're not listening to those voices that are somebody else's, then how can we start to hear our own voice? And hmm. one of the first things that I uh, really challenge um, folks to do, but also challenge myself to do all the time is just to create some space 
so that I'm not running on on impulse and looping all the time and filling space to do more, to feel more productive so that I can actually hear myself. And so a lot of the, um, the structures that I bring people back to are really just tools to help people get more in touch with like what they actually think is next, what they actually would do if they trusted their integrity rather than trusting what is quote unquote right, um, rather than trusting what is quote unquote proven. Because what I think is so funny in business about those proven strategies is so many folks who are trying them are not getting results. Ooh. You know, they're just burnt out and are I gotta, so. I got to pause you there. Yeah. I want you to talk more about that integrity piece. And the reason that when you, the minute you said that, I was like, ooh, that. People often uh, equate integrity with an outside force that they are supposed to be in alignment with. Mm -hmm. And I would love for you to talk more about the fact that integrity is an internal alignment. There's nothing outward that we're supposed to be aligned with. It's easier to fit in than to stand out, but fitting in doesn't create a legacy. Bi-weekly, India Jackson, the co-founder of Pause on the Play, has conversations exploring branding and visibility. If you want to dig into what branding and visibility actually means for you, how you can bring it to life for the type of impact that you want to create and how it is that it feels good for the way that you want to show up in the world. This is exactly the podcast for you. Own your values and amplify your influence by giving the Flaunt Your Fire podcast a follow today. Absolutely. I mean, if we're just talking about like this conversation that we've had up to this point in the past like 15 minutes, right? Like I can go out there and talk all I want about hustle culture is dead and like we need to leave hustle culture behind. But if I am not internally challenging where I am buying into hustle culture, to me, I'm not in integrity, right? I'm just saying a thing but I'm operating on something else. I'm saying what sounds good and I'm saying what is going to maybe give people this glimpse of, oh, there's a different possibility here, but I'm not living it. And so I think that like for me, integrity is about being in line with what you truly believe. Um, what the, the truth that you actually want to like choose for yourself in a given moment and that you want to work toward embodying, even if it's not something that um, is there yet. Because I think that sometimes we get these glimpses of like, oh, I don't want to operate according to that truth. I want to choose this other thing for myself. And we don't believe it yet, right? But mm-hmm. on a conscious level, it is what we want to choose. And I think that stretching ourselves to um, challenge it internally Mm-hmm. is kind of like that first piece with integrity. And then that's what's going to to uncover, like, what would you do if you really did trust that? You know, what would you do if you really trusted in your integrity versus trusting these proven strategies or the right way? And whatever that is, I think that we need to really get intentional about, like, challenging ourselves to take those steps, not just get a glimpse of it and then think like, oh, well, I would do that, but I can't and move on, right? right. Challenge yourself to really move differently. I love that because so much, um, I think, happens when we actually acknowledge, like, I can do this. I can do it now. I'm going to do it imperfectly. And that's okay. Because there's this uh, weird liminal space that people sometimes allow themselves to spend too much time in of, that's not me. I can't do that. I'm not there yet. So therefore. And it goes very much into 
the concept of imposter syndrome, when I talk about it, which I started talking about it on this podcast, episode three was the first time I brought up my take on it. And it's that Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome is not becoming something that you're not or that you you can't be. Imposter syndrome is you having to let go who you had to be to get to this point safely and, and as intact as you can. And knowing that this next best version of yourself, that really is you. What you're letting go of is the imposter. Mm -hmm. And there's almost this like, oh, so that's really me. And there's this almost disbelief of like, oh, I'm I'm really that great. Wait, wait, is that me? And it's like, yes, that's you. But you have to let go of the person you had to be. And Mm -hmm. I just find that people struggle being able to find that type of greatness in themselves and to fully embody that and to really fully integrate that and to understand that for those that are trying to create an impact that is larger than themselves, mm-hmm. that type of of force for good and, and, and impact is something that they're like, I can't do that. It's just me. And it's like, who the hell told you that? <laughs> and actually, like, I think that that what you find is that, yeah, it does start with just you. And it might mm-hmm. be a smaller, like a tinier little thing than you thought, right? I, there's a um, woman, Abiola Bala, who I've had the pleasure of working with. I've been her client. She's been my client. Like, I'm, I love her work, but she has t- uh, really taught me about, like, you know, letting go of this idea that everything needs to be a grand gesture. And just walking it back to like what you can do right now, you know, and it might seem small, but it's like, that's where stuff starts. You know, that's where the rubber meets the road is to actually take those small steps that are just you and trust that it's going to lead you to the next thing. Not everything needs to be like this big, you know, zero to a hundred, like revolutionary move, (laughs) you know? Right. Absolutely. And that's where I think people can sometimes diminish the greatness in their own personal gifts and the type of of just amazingness that they can bring into the world, never knowing truly how many people can benefit from it and how they're like, oh, my gosh, I really needed this right now. And I didn't Mm -hmm. even know I did. Thank you. And Mm -hmm. it's getting to that point that I feel like somehow or another you know, each of us have our own individual things that we're kind of getting hung up on. But I find that often we just have different variations of the same types of of challenges often. And Mm -hmm. is there a piece or an, an area in the process where you find that people are getting stuck or having challenges when it comes to really, you know, bringing their greatest gifts to the world? So I talk a lot about, you know, getting comfortable breaking the rules in business. And so no longer relying on trying to do things the right way, which in this conversation where we're talking about bringing your greatest gifts to the world, um, I think that oftentimes we are, we're actually hiding behind the right way to do things. And um, people don't get to see our unique way of doing things, right? They don't get to see who we truly are because we're hiding behind the right way. And so I really like to... um, to encourage people to start breaking the rules in order to create something that's actually going to change things. And so um, there are like phases that I watch people move through and patterns (laughs) that I see kind of uh, come up over and over again. And 
I think that the place that it's that is very challenging for folks, and I think it's something that we don't talk about that much. Um, and this kind of comes back to you put that crack in the door and you see the light come through and you think everything's going to be great. And then you start to walk through it and you're like, oh, shit, <laughs> like this yep. is not fun. This sucks. <laughs> um, there's all kinds of stuff that I don't want to deal with. I don't want to do this. This is hard, right? But I talk about moving from this place of what I call seeking savior, which is this expectation that if you do things the right way, if you get things exactly right, it's really perfectionism, right? If you get things right, then everything is going to eventually click and you just need to double down on getting things right. Inevitably, what I see happen is that folks move into this next phase where they start to realize, oh, those that promise is not real. Um, doing things the right way is not going to get me where I want to go. I actually need to shift my focus away from what is right and toward myself. And what is so challenging about that is that that process is generally not fun. It's usually you grieving that you spent a whole bunch of time trying to do things the way that other people told you you needed to do them and you didn't get the results or you didn't get the life that you wanted, if we're talking more broadly beyond business, um, it is you're you're generally exhausted at that point. Um, and then what what ten, what starts to happen is as that as you move through this process and you realize, okay, well, that's not going to get me where I want to go. I have to get me where I want to go. And you shift into more of a place of agency. The reality is that when you start taking those steps to really show up as like, like and bring your unique genius to a situation or to show up more honestly rather than showing up right or trust that you can take that next step, even if you don't have all of the answers, you're not going to always get the result that you want. And what I find Mm -hmm. happens with folks who have gone really deep down a personal development rabbit hole is they kind of think that when they get their mindset right, then they're going to start to see all of the results, right? Then everything's just going to click. And I think that what really challenges people when they're trying to bring their unique genius to the world is this is realizing that it's not always going to be received in the way that you want it to. And that's kind of not the point. Like, that's okay, right? It's not It's not about that. It's actually about you being honest and being able to help the people who you are here to help. So I think that one of the, the places where people get most tripped up is they start to give people these glimpses of who they really are. And that's a very vulnerable place to be. And if it's not received well one time, it can kind of send people back. And so what I encourage people to do is take it at their at your own pace because what I've learned through doing this work is that when you start to bring your own unique genius to to the world and are no longer hiding behind the right way, it's incredibly vulnerable and you need to be ready for the fact that not everyone's going to receive it necessarily the way that you want them to, mm-hmm. that's okay. But also allow yourself to honor your own process in that so that you don't go too hard, too fast, and then find yourself like, you know, in a vulnerability hangover. <laughs> yes. And I need people to know that the vulnerability hangover is that icky feeling that you can sometimes get afterwards. And you're like, oh, that was a lot. And now I don't know how I feel about myself. Yeah. The situation. Yeah. And, oh, no. and it, and oh, it no. happens. It yeah. happens. But I mean, when I first started my business, I was like, I'm going to air everything out on social media. I'm going to tell you everything that I'm doing. And I'm going to show you all of it because that's what it means to be transparent and real. And there were definitely some times where 
I went a little too far in the other direction where I thought that's who I was supposed to be. Right. And I wasn't actually being authentic. I wasn't actually being vulnerable because like, you know, like we know from genius to the world, but also knowing that you don't need to give people everything of you if you're not ready for it yet. Right. Like you can lean on, you can, you can do this in your own way and you can honor your own process through this. I agree 100%. And that makes me think of, <laughs> it's funny, this this question, this is the one that people are, like, I ask it often and people are always like, I don't know that I can give you one. As we talk about that whole place where there is a space where, unfortunately, sometimes we're given this narrative that we're supposed to be vulnerable or transparent in a way that mm. really goes beyond what feels good or what is supportive of what we're doing. And mm. in some cases, it's not even helpful. It actually mm-hmm. is, is harmful. Mm-hmm. Um And I think that is one of those things that obviously is rhetoric around this is what you're supposed to do in this Mm -hmm. industry. However, I'm curious if there is a normal in your industry that you'd Mm -hmm. like people to consider and people like, oh, I got to pick one. Yes, you do. Let's see. Showing up all the time. (laughs) Mm, Thank you. You know, I think especially when it comes to marketing, um, people really have it in their head that they're not doing it if they are not, quote unquote, showing up all the time. And when we start to think of the words showing up as showing up on social media, I think there's a problem. Agreed. <laughs> you know, showing your face on social media to me is not the definition of showing up. And there's so many different ways that you can market. And if the way that you're marketing is not, you just had such an amazing conversation on your podcast about sustainable marketing. And now her name is escaping me. Um, but you were just talking to somebody about this, about doing things in a way that is actually sustainable for you and sustainable, including um, doing things that you actually feel comfortable doing. I mean, of course, learning happens in your dis- quote unquote discomfort zone, but also you don't need to force yourself to do things that feel completely miserable. So if constantly being on the marketing like hustle train of like needing to constantly pump out content has you feeling burnt out. My advice would be reconsider that because it's probably not for you and it's not going to last anyways. And lots of people are running their businesses, not doing that. And they are just fine. I'm so glad you said that because that right there is such an important thread that's constant through everything that we've said. There is no one way to do this. Mm -hmm. There is no, if I don't do this exactly this way, I'm going to fail. Mm -hmm. I know that there have been so many people that have been like, buy this and in 60 days you will blah, blah, blah. It's (laughs) bullshit, people. Sorry if you didn't already know, it's bullshit. Yeah. It's not real. And there's no one way to do it. There's no one size fits all. There is no magic formula. And people love to sell you that lie, even though some of it is just, yeah, I had a million dollar launch and it cost me $999,000. Oh my gosh. Don't even get me started on that. and, And there's no transparency around, yeah, I've had some great success with some things, but I was also an early adopter and I got in before the market got oversaturated or insert mm-hmm. truth here. Mm-hmm. That's not always given to you. So don't compare yourself to others. Don't assume that the way that others are doing it is the way that it'll work for you. And it hasn't worked because you haven't done it that way. And don't assume that what they're doing actually even works in the way that you would consider it to work. Right. Yeah. I mean, fi- and I, I think like finding folks who are willing to leave some wiggle room for you to have your own process 
in that is so important because at the end of the day, like the results are not guaranteed. <laughs> I don't care yeah. what formula or what framework you are using. It is not going to work for you the exact same way that it worked for somebody else. And so, yeah. you know, um, finding people who are willing to support you, who it doesn't make them uncomfortable when you start to do things your own way is so important because um, that is a real thing. I mean, I've had to do my own work on that with the people that I work with, right? Like being like, all right, like don't get, don't make this about you, Brooke, when other people start having their own process, right? That is not your job, right. um, but it's a real thing. And so like having people around you who are willing to, to uh, still support you, even when you start to see that, okay, maybe that does, that doesn't actually work for me, or I'm actually going to do things differently. Like that is so powerful. Absolutely. 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 Oh, this has been so good. Okay. So as we begin to go toward the end here, where we're going to wrap up, I love to be able to inquire about, you know, with everything that we've talked about, this amazing conversation that we've had, if you were to give the listeners or the readers one action to take in order to support creating change, what would you like to have them do? Oh, you know what? Uh, during my beach walk this morning, I was considering this question and I was like, but it's going to be different for everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but how do we boil this down? But you know what it is? I think it's if you ask yourself, is there a thing that keeps presenting itself to you? It keeps coming up over and over and over again. And you keep telling yourself, well, I would do that if, but I can't because blah, 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 blah. It's not going to work. So-and-so said I couldn't. Uh, that's not what gets results. Do that thing. Just try it. You might not get the result that you want. It's not about it being the magical answer. If like the heavens don't open up and like a million dollars doesn't flood to your bank account, it doesn't mean that you did the wrong thing. Because I think sometimes with some of these personal development books and stuff, we think like as soon as you're in alignment, everything's going to be easy, mm -hmm. um, right? If you don't get the result that you want, it is okay. At the very least though, it is going to prove to you that like there are other options. You're going to be okay. And ask yourself, is the thing that you're doing now working? Because if it's not, then what would happen if you trusted your own ideas the same way that you trust whatever bullshit it is that you keep doubling down on, even though it's not working for you? Whoop. Tell them that. <laughs> that. It took me 31 minutes to get fired up. <laughs> I'm like that. But that's a perfect place that I love that. I'm like, yes, that right there. Mic drop. Thank you. Because yes. And we're out. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Brooke, this has been so, so, so good. And I've absolutely adored this conversation. And it, 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 the conversation was bountiful and it was flowing. And I'm so glad you were here. And I know that the people are going to want to know more about you. And so let them know where they can find you, where they connect with you, and just learn more about all the awesomeness that is Brooke. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, the best thing to do is really to get on my um, on my email list because I, I'm hanging out on social media less and less these days. Same. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And like, what a glorious, uh, <laughs> what a glorious revelation this is that we're allowed to do this, right? Yes. So the best way that you can do that is you can either, if you don't need anything else on your plate, you just go to brooke-monahan.com. That's M-O-N-A-G-H-A-N, brooke-monahan.com. And you can just get on that newsletter or check out what I have going on. 
But if you want some support in moving forward, then you could go to bit.ly slash no business rules. And I have a self-guided workshop that you could work through that will walk you through those five stages from following the rules to breaking the rules to changing the game. And it will help you identify where you are on that process and where to focus your energy based on where you are. And that will also drop you on that list. So we'll be connected from that point forward as well. Love it. Love it. Love it. This was amazing. I am here for all of it. And I'm just really grateful for everything that you have shared, your time, your effort, your energy, and for being here and having this time with me. Thank Mm. you. Thank you so much. I am so grateful for you sharing this platform with me. And if you could see my face, you would see that I have a huge smile on my face. I'm just (laughs) so honored to be here. Thanks, Brooke. Thank you. I love the fact that going into these stories, these, this is how you do this the right way in business, really having that pause, like Brooke mentioned of like, is this yours? Or like, where did you get this from? I'm telling you so often the things that are just like running rampant through our head, it's not ours. It came from somebody else It's in their voice. It is their crap. Give it back to them. Let it go. Let the universe transmute it. Let it go back to return to sender, whatever needs to happen. But no, you don't have to do it that way. You get to choose how your excellence and your genius creates impact. If it doesn't feel good and it doesn't feel right, trust that and explore how you can do it differently. I'm telling you, own what is going to work for you. And remember, the gift of reconsidering your normal always there, even in small doses, whenever you are ready. So for being here and listening to this conversation or reading the article and every conversation that we're having here, while we are normalizing the challenging things and making them a part of your everyday exchanges, for being here and doing that, I thank you. Together, this is how we continue to remove stigma and create real change and connection. We cross lines and recreate boundaries so that we can support and not separate. Together, let's continue getting more people to drop the veil while challenging their thoughts, feelings, actions, and state of being. So until the next time, keep the dialogue going. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?